me this morning is Nazia Imrose, healthcare diversity, equity, and inclusion professional. Nazia currently leads diversity, equity, and inclusion programming at Houston Methodist with a focus on employee resource groups. Today, we will dive into DEI programs provided at the Houston Methodist, which helps the employees to provide personalized care and service to a diverse patient population and empower employees to have a voice. Good morning, Nazia. How are you? Good morning. I am so great. Thank you both for having me or thank your team for having me today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, when when I, uh, you know, when we talked, it was um, when you you, you told me about what the topic of discussion is going to be. I was very intrigued. I'm like, wow, I didn't even know that, you know, things like this exist in hospitals because in our minds, it's like you're a patient, you go there for patient care and basically that's about it, right? So Definitely. I know. I think uh, that's probably one of the biggest reasons I got into healthcare administration is because we don't know what happens in the background. Traditionally, you think doctor, nurse, and patient care, but all of it comes together behind the scenes, right? Building that culture. And I wanted to be part of that culture to have – you know, different aspects of patient care, you know, that isn't just the clinical side. There is a huge non-clinical side that plays into that big role. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's important that we learn about the different aspects and how our patients are being cared for and how our employees are being cared for as well. You know, that is a huge factor in having good quality care. And I think that's something that Houston Methodist really focuses on, Mm -hmm. um, that quality. So, yeah, I'm excited to talk about um, DEI and how that's a part of our healthcare system. Yeah. So let's begin with your journey. Like, how did you start professionally in Houston Methodist? I actually started as an intern. So uh, six years ago, I started as an intern um, with our volunteer services department. So I was an administrative intern. Um, and I got here and I decided how much I loved Houston Methodist and I wanted to Um, grow my career here. And I luckily found an opportunity after my internship. I started a PRN. uh, So I was just part time. um, And then I slowly got a full time job with our volunteer services department. Um, And afterwards, I started looking at other opportunities within the hospital. I worked with our foundation. So I was on their special events team uh, with the foundation. Um, And actually, when we were in the foundation, we were going into our centennial year, right? We were celebrating that 100 years of uh, Houston Methodist and all of our accomplishments and everything we've done. Um, And I was looking at the history of what Houston Methodist has accomplished in the last 100 years and looking at um, the wonderful things that, you know, Houston Methodist has done. And I was like, I need to be a part of the next 100 years. Like, how can I be a part of this history? How can I leave something behind? And that's one of my biggest goals in life was to make a difference, right? Yeah. Um, and within, um, after our centennial year, I saw um, the office of DEI was uh, started, you know, with everything that was the climate of of everything that was going on um, in the world. Um, and I saw this opportunity available at Houston Methodist with our DEI office uh, as a program manager. Um, and I as they say, I uh, shoot shoot my shot. (laughs) And I was like, let me apply. Let me see how I can be a part of this amazing department, this amazing initiatives. Um, And, you know, I didn't have this background in DI, but again, Houston Methodist, you know, they want you to grow. They want you to learn. And I have a really supportive, um, uh, our uh, vice president, Arianne Dowdell, she she saw, you know, the potential, right? That's Mm. what there is. Um, And I got the position as program manager with our department. Um, and I've been there for the last two years managing some of our programming um, and just initiatives that our office has. Yeah, it sounds so exciting, your job. <laughs> 
It does. It, every day is a new day, right? Every right? Day is and you probably learn a lot. Too. I have learned so much. Uh, in the last two years, um, I my knowledge has expanded, you know. Typically, when I thought of diversity, you think of like typical race, gender, things of that nature. But I'm like, no, there's diversity in thought. There's diversity in education. There's yeah. diversity in so many aspects of life. And yeah, I've really, my perspective has grown. I've grown as a person. I've grown as a professional. So yeah, it's been an incredible journey. Wow. So in your opinion, why do you think it's important, DEI and healthcare? Uh, I think it's very important. Again, I think it was about the quality of care, uh-huh. right? So when our employees understand their patients that are coming in or understanding each other, um, I think that that's what DEI is so important, that level of understanding and that providing that, you know, having that foundation of um, what what the other person might be experiencing, what their thoughts are on certain aspects when it comes to care, you know, as um, for example, spirituality. Some people's spirituality is so important in the, how their healthcare is delivered. So, you know, as an employee, I would want to understand my uh, my patients when they're mm-hmm. coming in or if they're celebrating a holiday. You know, um, I'm Muslim, so I celebrate Ramzan and I'm fasting and, you know, understanding what how that impacts their health. Or, you know, have my, um, you know, I'm with my coworkers and they understand, oh, nausea is fasting. Maybe let's not do a lunch today, like a team lunch, right? Yeah. So I think understand that having that DEI, understanding that focus and learning about maybe our biases. You know, our team does, we have an amazing training team. Um, Kamali and Jessica and Sharma, they do a great job with training. They do unconscious bias training um, and things like that. Um, so managing your unconscious biases, uh, navigating generations. So understanding, you know, like... Like if my boss is, you know, from a different generation, how that affects their day to day job and their work or me as like, you know, you're a Gen Z or, you know, whatever the case might be, understanding each other in a different, different light. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, back in the days, this was not even a thing like where you would get to know the, the, the. Oh my God, my, I just have a brain freeze. Get to know the people that come into yes, your yes. facility, right? Like the the patients. No one really even thought to like get to know about their religion or their differences or anything like that. It was just, okay, you're here for healthcare and let's take care of you. And that was it. So yeah. I love that that this isn't even in existence right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, including everyone. Yes, like, you know? it's so, so inclusive. It's, it's, it's exactly. important. And I think the social de- determinants of health, right? Absolutely. Your economic background really plays a role in how you are um, making sure we are being equitable in our care. I know we have a health equity committee, which is important to us, to making sure we're providing that um, that care that our community is coming in for and understanding what those needs are in our community. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. That's great. So, uh, Nazia, what are employee resource groups? Um, my biggest, uh, my biggest baby, I guess, say, um, <laughs> that I've been nurturing on since I started here. So employee resource groups are voluntary employee-led groups okay. um, of all of our employees that come together um, for a safe space. Um, so if uh, it's usually a marginalized group, underrepresented group of employees, you know, that have a safe space to, um, you know, talk about issues that they might be facing in the workplace or within, you know, their personal lives and having that space, safe space to discuss things or um, coming together, you know, for professional development and networking, um, providing, um, you know, highlighting their culture and highlighting their um, whatever work they might be doing. So it just voluntary led employee uh, that come together. 
Um, we have 10 employee resource groups currently. Uh, we started off with three two years ago, um, and now we're at a total of 10 with over 1,800 employees, a uh, part of our groups. Wow. Um, and they're not just like race-based, so they could be faith-based. They could be um, like Young Professionals is one of our employee resource groups. So um, I could list the 10 we have. So just to get an understanding. So we have Arab heritage, Asian heritage. We have black ties for culture. We have fathers in healthcare. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. They I, they actually just started a couple of months ago. Uh, we have LGBTQ plus allies, Hispanic Latinx Alliance. We have Moms of Methodist. Wow. I'm very proud of Moms of Methodist. I'm <laughs> part of Moms of Methodist. Um, uh, we have Veterans Alliance. We also have Women's Empowerment Alliance. Uh, yeah, wow. so the uh, young professionals, as I mentioned earlier. So these, you know, it's when you're coming into new into the organization, you yeah. want to find like-minded people or someone that, you know, looks like you or someone that's in the same space as you right now. Like if you're, you know, just new in your career and you know there's a space to go to and learn more about, yeah. you know, what Houston Methodist has to offer or different uh, programming that young professionals might provide, you know, having a virtual discussion about do's, don'ts. I know they're coming up with a new event, do's, don'ts, and donuts, talking about, oh. you know, what to do in your professional <laughs> life. You had me at donuts. <laughs> <laughs> they had me at donuts as well. <laughs> So just a bunch of um, uh, all of our employee resource groups, you know, really trying to do uh, bring that awareness to our organization, you know, um, with uh, February now we are in Black History Month. So Black Ties for Culture is doing a great job on highlighting, um, you know, historical figures um, in the black community that have provided. Yeah, I wish all companies would have something like this. Regardless, if not just hospitals, but every com- every company that's yeah. a major company should have something like this. Yeah, definitely. And I, it's proved to be um, very successful and our employees love it, you know, just to come together and, you know, and since we're our system, right, there's, we have Clear Lake, we have Sugar Land and things mm-hmm. like that. So it's, you bring, instead of, you know, usually in silos, now everyone feels like a system feel where everyone can get together. Or let's say I'm making a career move and I'm moving out to Sugar Land, you know, and I can go to my employee research group, seeing who's in my employee research group, like, hey, I'm coming to Sugarland. Like, anybody want to grab lunch? You know, just to get to know yeah. people or you're trying to see what's in. Let's say I'm switching careers to marketing, seeing who's in my, like, employee research group that's a part of marketing, set, pinging them and be like, hey, I'm trying to move careers to marketing. Like, can you give me some background? Or how? What do you do for your job? So it's a great networking opportunity. Wow. Yeah, yeah, so within the circle, like just within Methodist. I yeah, guess, yeah, yeah, within the Methodist. So it's all of our employees that are coming together. So all of our, so it's like structured where they have a leadership roles, right? So mm-hmm. you have opportunities to be leaders. So we, all of our employee resource groups have a chair, a vice chair. Then they have your treasurer, your secretary, and then your coaches that are starting to lead our uh, community hospitals. Yeah, wow. it sounds like a fun place to yeah. be working. <laughs> It's yes. definitely a lot. You get of your fun. work done, but then also you're uh, basically you're connected. Yeah, you're connected, connected. and there's self care. You know, it's mm-hmm. the health and wellness of the employees that is taken into consideration, and that is Thank so you. important because so many times we we hear stories about uh, medical professionals being burnt out and mm-hmm. uh, not looking forward to you know like going to work or it just becomes like a daily thing right work yeah, home routine, work home yeah. and it's yeah it's just a routine and that's about it 
But when you have all of these uh, programs and resources available, it just changes the whole dynamics of everything, you know? Definitely so, does. You know, makes when, a huge difference. It does. Like, I know uh, recently we had, like, celebrations like Lunar New Year, right? So we yeah. have, like, um, I know one of our Asian Heritage Group, they had, like, a, the, last year they had a display balloon of, it was the Year of the Dragon. They had a huge balloon display of the dragon, and Aww. they passed out red envelopes. And, you know, just different things to make, have that employee engagement. Um, but, you know, I think the most important part of our employee research groups is that although they are very celebratory and, you know, they advertise their culture and, you know, they're all, all about cultural competency and things like that. I think one big thing about our employees resource groups is that they're very strategic in what they do, right? Yeah. So they're really uh, starting to move into that strategy part of it, making sure we are align, aligning with our business model and things like that. So um, making sure we're part of that policy change, we're part of that organizational shift and things like that. Like, for example, our moms of Methodist, you know, they had a huge part of the parental leave policy. You know, they, mm-hmm. you know, when we are all going on maternity leave, we need more time. So they were a part of getting that initiative started of increasing our um, uh, paternity leave. So, you know, um, being a part of those discussions, you know, our employees are a part of those discussions when those benefits are being updated or changed. And, you know, we got an increase in our patern- uh, paternity leave wow, and we got wonderful. extra days in our backup care. Um, so I think um, besides just celebrating, I think they're really into that strategic part of it where we're making that difference in um, the organization and the benefits that we have. You know, Fathers in Healthcare recently just um, had a virtual um, event, which was discussing um, benefits, like what benefits are provided, right? Once you work at an organization, you know there's a bunch of benefits, but are we really looking into all the benefits yeah. and what we could be provided with? So they decided they're going to have a system-wide virtual discussion about the benefits. So they brought in the director of uh, benefits to talk about these um, benefits wow. that are provided by Houston Methodist and how you can take advantage of those benefits. So I think also... Um, strategy is very important to them as well. Yeah. And it, it's good that, you know, they're taking, um, I guess, taking opinions and you know, having the open discussions because many times it's just, uh, it's just with the upper level people, right? So mm-hmm. it's not like just everybody else and getting, yeah, and getting their opinion on, on things because, you know, it affects everyone's lives. So exactly. that's, uh, that's important. And I love that you brought that up. Sorry, just one more thing about that. It's like our executive sponsors. So all of our employee resource groups do have executive sponsors, right? So those are all directors and above. So we'll mm-hmm. have um, executives um, that are like, I know one of Fathers and Helco, their executive is their executive sponsor is a CFO, right? So we have executives that will open the doors and point them in the right direction of um, where they need to go to make yeah. that change or bring in that resource. And our leadership is super supportive of our employee resource groups. And that starts from the top, like from Dr. Boom, um, he's a CEO and president of Houston mm-hmm. Methodist. He is very supportive of our employee resource groups and um, tries to attend um, our symposium or attend and being engaged with our groups. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Houston is such a diverse community. I mean, that is all needed as well. Right. Like yeah. having learning all the other cultures and, uh, you know, getting to know um, the religion or culture. And then that way we are we have more knowledge about it. Sometimes we don't. And, you know, we yeah. just shy away and we try not to talk about it. <laughs> so this way everyone is <coughs> is uh, kind of it's it's open. So that's a great yes. thing. Open discussion. Yes. <laughs> So um, what are the programming supports uh, DEI initiatives at Houston Methodist? 
Um, well, right now, I can definitely talk about what I'm, like, super into right mm -hmm. now that uh, we're starting is our DEI Summer Scholarship Program. Okay. So we have that available right now. So our DEI Summer Scholarship Program is really targeted towards um, underrepresented um, uh, students. So um, that are it's a need-based scholarship. So we have students across the United States um, that are able to apply for our Summer Scholarship Program. Um, and so they come in at... And we're looking for, like, you know, the diamonds in the rough, mm -hmm. right? Usually, um, if you're underrepresented, you're need-based, you know, if you fall below the um, uh, federal poverty line, usually you're taking that summer to work, to mm -hmm. earn money, to raise money, to go to school or provide for your parents or provide for your home. So uh, making sure we're giving opportunity to those students that are underrepresented um, to come in for that summer um, and learn about various areas of healthcare. I know earlier we talked about, like, oh, wow, like you think of that traditional physician and nurse role yes. or those clinical roles. So our program really targets at the non-clinical aspect of healthcare. So really uh, exposing these students um, to non-clinical aspects of um, healthcare. So spiritual wow. care is one of the departments that participates, finance, our DEI departments participates. So um, we have various non-clinical departments participating and uh, spending those 10 weeks with the students um, and teaching them about the non-clinical uh, areas and really um, exposing them to um, professionalism and helping them develop their professional presence for the summer. Okay. Um, that's one of our programs. And is this only for medical students or is it open for? No, it's open to um, any, oh, students, any students um, across the United States. Um, so uh, we re uh, recently targeted many HBCUs, um, um, Hispanic serving institutions as well, and University of Houston, Rice. We had students from Howard come last year onto mm -hmm. our um, program, PV. We have so it's across um, mm -hmm. all the United States. Uh, so it's a wide net, uh, wide cast. <laughs> <laughs> so we encourage, you know, finance majors to apply, um, you know, that non-traditional. Usually we have, you know, biology majors or pre-med majors apply because yeah. you see healthcare, you see Houston Methodist. You're like, yes. oh, my goodness, like, let me yeah. apply for that. But we're really targeting any kind of major to see that, you know, you belong in healthcare, too. There's a path here for That's the non-clinical cool. side. Yeah. So what changes have you seen? Like you've been in Methodist for six years. Yeah. What improvements and uh, changes have you seen in your six years at Methodist? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I definitely have seen um, a lot of leadership visibility um, recently. You know, I've seen our leaders really um, be more visible to our employees um, in the last six years. Um, I feel like I've seen Dr. Boom more. I've uh, interacted with Dr. Boom more. Um, I've seen employee engagement increase, definitely. Um, so just a lot of little things that have um, improved. I'm usually in my, like, department. I think yeah. our um, I can speak for my departments that I've been in. You know, I've um, seen, like, that team engagement increase. I've been able to understand my um, employees, uh, my coworkers and my colleagues a lot more. Um, but I feel like, you know, we have our eye care values, right? So I feel like those have been the foundation of in the last six years, and I feel like that's what's it's it's always kept us really together and connected so i feel like improvement i would say you know the engagement and leadership visibility yes but i feel like our eye care values um really ground us and i feel like i yeah i think we're good with that yeah <laughs> i was like I, I, I I was like, and I've switched so many departments, so yeah. <laughs> no, because I see, you know, when you when you talk, you have a lot of passion in you, like you know, <laughs> especially with the programs and and uh, talking about you know the, the different <coughs> employee resource groups and everything. So this, it's uh, you're very passionate about it, and and talking, I guess, be, being involved in it 
So, you know, it has probably you've seen the changes go as as well as the years went by. Yeah, I think our employees really have a bigger voice now, especially mm-hmm. in the last two years. I feel like I've seen it myself to right. see how those changes are being implemented. I know it's not, you know, sometimes our, we talk, right? And then yeah. we feel like it's on a deaf ear, like, okay, you know, nothing really yeah. changed. But mm. I think that's probably one of the biggest things I've seen is that, like, if someone is saying something, like people, like our leaders are listening, our um, human resources officer is listening. You know, there's, I know recently we had someone inquire about, um, a policy. Um, and I saw that our CHRO, she saw that, you know, I saw that email and she made sure in the next few months there was a policy update. So oh, wow. yeah, I was like, oh, this, that's incredible. I was like, our leaders are really listening and it's visible. It doesn't fall on deaf ears, right? Yeah. And it's, action is taken. Action is taken. Yeah, yeah. I've seen the action, you know, it's, and if day to day working, you really don't see it, but behind the scenes, I see what's being done, you know? Um, so I think that's incredible. That action is really important. Yeah. So how is it during, uh, you know, COVID time? <coughs> how has it changed now after COVID? Like, you know, because I know there was not much things happening in the sense there wasn't any events, there were not any gatherings. So how did that, did that really affect uh, the employees, the morale or anything? Because the hospitals were going through a rough time during COVID. Uh, COVID. So how has that, you know, has things really uh, changed? How has that changed now? I know. Uh, yeah, that was a lot. That was a hard time for, I think, everybody, you know, especially with um, mental health and yes. things of that nature. So that was uh, definitely tough times. Uh, but I think we did a great job in pivoting, right? Like we switched to virtual. So a lot of our things now are hybrid. So if you can't um, tune in in person, you always have that virtual option or if so I think that's kind of where we did a great job is like being virtual and being available. Um, and I think there's a lot of now uh, mental health resources available. Yes. So uh, which is I think I'm a big advocate of mental health. So I think um, where those are very visible, right? Yeah. Like it's those mental health resources where they're always out there. And we have a whole newsletter that talks about taking care of you. Mm. Um, and so seeing that impact that it had on our employees, I feel like, you know, Houston Methodist has done a great job in bringing those resources to the forefront of our employees to use those resources yeah you guys must have missed that uh, <coughs> missed that interaction right yeah that oh my gosh that personal it makes the, like the world's difference to be in person yeah. and versus just being virtual so yeah now we're slowly coming back in person but uh, again we're very careful you know there's masks you know making yes. sure we're wearing masks and things of that nature but also like uh, if there's a, a spike in, you know, like COVID cases, you know, mm. then we're really back on how many in-person things we're doing. But if things, you know, are looking a little bit better and things of that nature. So, you know, we're, we're able to meet in person, you know, with masks or um, if it's safe to be without masks. So I think our leadership really watches that and lets us know, you know, yeah, you know, the safety, the, yeah. the safety of it. So. Yeah, yeah, I think um, everybody definitely missed that personal interaction, <laughs> but also everybody loves that, you know, that flexibility to work from home if you're able to or, you know, take on that, like get on Teams really quick. I think Teams is a great way to like connect with people, right? Usually yes. it's an email, but now I can just team someone, a quick chat. So I think that's been some good things that have come out. Yeah. So now everyone is back uh, like working in, per- in, yeah. in person, um, I think there's. Uh, di- it depends on. D- it's different departments and department. Okay. Yeah. So um, some departments are um, fully back in person. Some departments aren't. So 
Um, I think it just depends on uh, the work you're doing and what's happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, I, you know, like I, I was in Canada and my, uh, my oldest son lives there. So he's still working from home. And uh, he goes to the office once a week, but it's more like a social thing just mm-hmm. to make sure everyone is like, you know, they just want to socialize and uh, they have lunch and things like that. But work is still from home. So he really, he missed, he, when I asked him, I said, do you like this? You know, he goes many ways I do in the sense, you know, I don't have to get stuck in traffic and all those things, but I miss that interaction with, uh, and when you're talking, when you're doing Zoom calls and all you, it's still, that thing is missing, right? The personal touch is missing. So he says, I, I I want to, but I don't want to. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just getting carried, carried away. We've just gone a short break. And when we return, we'll uh, continue our conversation with Nazia. This is Chai Time on 99.5 FM. Welcome back to Chai Time on 99.5 FM. We are in conversation with Nazia. And we have been talking about DEI, that is diversity, equity, inclusion, and healthcare, and how important it is. And after talking to her, I think I'm going to apply for a job. <laughs> <laughs> Sasha's laughing. <laughs> yes. I, 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 I'll get, come have I'm lunch with you. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, it's a place to be. It is. It yes, is. it sounds it. like a fun place. Absolutely. Yeah, I love the, you know, the um, the change that uh, work, workforces are doing and uh, keeping in mind how important it is for the well-being of our of the employees, right? So Definitely. that is like great. So let's uh, let's go back, um, you know, to our topic. So let's talk about some of the programs. Uh, you have spiritual diversity programs. So tell us yes. a little bit about that. So uh, our spiritual diversity speaker series. So um, we host um, once a quarter um, about a, a, f- a faith group and learning more about the faith. Right. So we'll bring mm-hmm. in a leader within that um, that faith base um, and talk about, you know, what what it means to the patients that are coming in or mm-hmm. our employees, um, how it's celebrated, appropriate greetings for um, this um, faith tradition, and just giving us a little bit more about how we can understand what they're celebrating and what is upcoming and why this is important to um, our patients and our employees and how we can respect their, um, you know, their faith and what um, what they're all are doing. Um, and one great thing about the Spiritual Diversity Speaker Series is that it is open to the community. So Mm -hmm. it is not just an internal kind of speaking um, engagement. We do open it up to our patients to join or our um, visitors and things like that nature. So um, it's a really great programming once a quarter to bring in, you know, like a chaplain or a faith leader um, and talk about these um, these faiths and what's happening. I know recently um, a few we brought uh, brought in. for Ramadan that was happening Ramzan so they talked about you know what what it means to our employees the fasting and where it comes from appropriate greetings and how we can be mindful of our employees and our patients that are celebrating this uh, we had someone come in and talk about uh, the Jewish uh, high holidays. Um, mm-hmm. So they talked about the Jewish faith and uh, what they celebrate um, and, you know, again, how to appropriately greet our um, yeah. employees. We had someone talk about Advent recently um, uh, that just passed. So um, a lot of different topics. We had someone talk about Lunar New Year and with the faith behind it. Mm-hmm. We had someone talk about Holy, right? 
I think it's really important to talk about those things. That's too cool. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, And I learned so much, you know, in Holy, I think sometimes we see like, oh, it looks like fun and colors and, you know, throwing the colors. And but really there's meanings behind those colors. You know, there's meanings. There's that faith behind it where it all originated from learning that history of these different faith based and really honoring and celebrating that. Mm -hmm. Um, And showing our employees and our patients that there is a deeper meaning uh, there is um to be something learned about these faiths so um our spiritual diversity series has done a great job you know we partner with our spiritual care department um to bring in these um speakers and, right. um, and ho- host these and we do have great engagement and we have our employees saying wow we learned so much about this we didn't know like this is what it meant or right. we didn't know this is what it was um and i really think it helps you know expand that knowledge Wow. And it, I guess it helps with the patients too. Like the patients, you know, when they see this, they're, they're more at ease as well, because sometimes it's hard to explain things, right? And then it's like, oh, will, will she or he understand what my faith is or what my religion is and things like that. So it does make, it does make a difference. Huge yeah. difference, you know, and we have a spiritual care app. Um, so whenever there's patients coming in, you know, we have the app, the iPad that some of the patients do get and, you know, they can click on the spiritual care app and, you know, we're working on uploading some of these, um, uh, these conversations mm-hmm. onto those iPads. So, you know, not only are you seeing that, you know, hey, like my faith is on there, but let me learn about this. I know we're in the, month of, um, you know, X faith or this faith, uh, yes. this holiday is coming up. Let me learn more about this. Yeah. So yeah, it's really, it's really cool. And again, I'm always learning something new. I'm like, yeah. oh, I did not know that. I did not know that was that deep rooted or I did not know this had a deeper meaning, you know? Yeah. So. And then we can share it with our kids, right? Yeah. With yeah. our children as so well. so inclusive. Yeah. Like everyone, it, it feels like this, is, like, although there's different cultures within the system, but there, it just feels like it's like one big uh, family and everyone is learning about each other and growing with each other. I, mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. so important. And you don't see that as often as now, like just hearing about it. It's like, wow, that, <laughs> that exists. That's so crazy. Yeah. And I love that. I know we are definitely growing with each other. I yeah. think that, I think that I love that you said that we are all growing. And I think even within, you know, with, like speaking as Asian, like there is different parts of our Asian heritage, right? Yes. yes. Like, even though I'm Indian and like Pakistani and there's this and within being Indian, there's different cultures and different yes. faiths and different traditions. And sometimes, yeah. you know, just labeled as one, but there's so much more to it. Exactly. Um, so many layers. So many layers. Yeah. yeah. My husband is Pakistani, actually. And and you at first I'm like, oh, you know, it can't be that different. And then you go in and you're like. Oh, we are very different. Yeah. The culture is very different. So I'm yeah. Pakistani. My husband's Indian. <laughs> you see the huge yeah. differences. Yeah. I mean, from the clothes to the food, you know. Yeah. On the outside, the way all, that you speak. The way that, yeah, the way that you speak is completely different. And on the outside, it all looks, you know, pretty much the same. And yeah. then you get into it, and you're like, oh, there's a lot of layers to that. Let yeah. me peel some of those layers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking Absolutely. of food, like even you know, we think like, oh, is. Indian food and Pakistani food yes. is the yeah. same, right? Yeah. But it's totally but different. Not. The, oh, the totally. flavors are different. Yeah. Even yeah. even one dish that may sound the same, and you know, but it's still different when it comes to flavors. Exactly. So different. Like biryani, so. right? Like yeah. there's that, uh, the Pakistani biryani, I can tell you, it's completely different than Hyderabadi biryani. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> but you, at the end of the day, it's just biryani. Exactly. But I'm like, one has aloo and the other one is does not. not. <laughs> okay, we should stop talking about food. We should stop talking about food. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> 
when we start, we can we end. Can we can end. end. No, it's oh, and it's almost, it's almost noon. So. <laughs> That's probably where it's coming from. I'm like, yeah, oh, time. <laughs> no, but it's great. Like, uh, And we get to teach our kids, too. because And yeah. especially kids who are born and brought up here. Yeah. Because yeah. then it's the American side, too, right? They have they're so Americanized as well like so learning their own their own uh you know their own culture and things like that it's it's really nice to see that kids kids will grow up with that as well and it's not forgotten because many times that that was my like my 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 parents concern like when you know when I got married and I had kids and my my mother used to always say like speak to them in Chinese, teach them the culture because uh, after, you know, after your son, he has grandchildren, like, I'll have, you know, like he'll have children and all. Everything will be forgotten if you don't continue the trend, right? Like you don't pass it on. I know. As so, becoming a mom now, I completely see that. I'm like, I need to make sure he learns about this. He understands this, you know, why this is important. And someone brought up something to me recently and they're like, so I'm originally from India, right? And then they're like, oh, so are you the last generation to go back? And I'm like, wait, what? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, is my son going to go back to India and, like, visit? Because, you know, we all visit. You know, we have that of visiting back our country and coming back. And I'm like, one day it's going to end. And I'm like, I don't want it to end. I want you to make sure you carry that um, on. And that's very, very important. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it definitely is. Uh, so, Nazia, tell us, uh, you know, about the uh, summer scholarship programs in uh, Houston Methodist. Yeah. So, um, so the summer scholarship program, you know, uh, I, again, um, it's going to it's a 10 week program. So mm-hmm. it is starting um, uh, this summer. So May, thir- uh, May 31st, <laughs> so I'm trying to get my dates right. Uh, May 31st through August. So um, we have different departments, non-clinical mm-hmm. departments participating in that. Um, our spiritual care department does participate in um, that uh, program as well and different uh, non-clinical departments and bringing um, all these departments and non-clinical departments together um, to expose our students and our community about different aspects of, you know, healthcare and that non-clinical side and that non-traditional role of physician and nurse and the other healthcare things we have. So um, I think it's a great um, program. We're expanding. Uh, you know, last year we um, had uh, about four or five, uni- I think six universities, um, and now we have more universities that are participating. Um, we casted a wide nest. Mm. Uh, ca- Ooh, sorry, brain fart. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, uh, so yeah, it's it's a great program. We're expanding. Yeah. You know. Um, and we have students uh, reaching back out and they're like, hey, you know, because of this program, we've I am a completely new person. I'm thinking Aww. of, you know, different ways to speak. And I just see it in their email conversations. Right. Like I'm like, oh, this is this is a different person from what I had yes. saw, saw yes. last year to now. Um, and seeing how many of them were like, I am coming back to Houston Methodist, hopefully in the future oh. as, you know, as a doctor. Or I want um, I want to be a part of healthcare. Now we had somebody that was a. Um, uh, a finance major, I believe. Um, don't want to speak wrong. I believe it was finance. And now she is working in healthcare. Wow. Um, you know, she got wow. a job afterwards and she loved like the healthcare part of it. So she's a part of that. So really exposing these students and you guys are igniting are, their excitement, which is so yeah. amazing to yeah. see that. Exactly. Right? Yeah. It's like they're excited to come back and to want to be in the healthcare system. Yeah, it and it starts from them, right? They're the next generation Absolutely. and we want them to be a part of it and have that understanding of you know what's new and what's yeah. coming and you know i was raised and i was like oh you either you're a doctor or yeah, yeah i think that's about it <laughs> <laughs> and then i come into my career and i'm like 
no, dad, like I am going to health administration. And he has no idea what that is, you know? Um, and so I think really in our, I guess, you know, when they're part of this program, their parents will see, you know, there's yeah. the whole different part of healthcare. So really, um, learning and relearning, right? Mm, what healthcare yeah. is. And I think that's really important. Um, yeah, to put that out there and non clinical, there's so much to healthcare. Being in that background is really important because, you know, we have our traditional clinical roles, but who's bringing that culture into these organizations? Who is telling them this is the training that they get? This is yeah. what we need to like be mindful of. You know, there's the leadership that's creating that culture. And I, yeah, I think learning about that DEI or different administrative parts of healthcare is so important. That's yeah, because yeah. every time when we when we hear about uh, internships in the hospital, it's yeah. always either being doctors or nurses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this has really like I'm, I'm glad you're here and you're talking about the, these uh, the programs. And yeah. so that, you know, the, the students know that there are opportu- different opportunities mm-hmm. available and it's not only related to like, you know, the medical field. It's this. It's broad. So much more. Yeah, there's so much more. And this gives uh, opportunities to other other kids who want to be part of um, of the hospital and be part right. of medical in, in the medical field, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. Right. So I yeah, agree. I'm great. a product of an internship. And you I never are. knew. Yeah. <laughs> and I never knew this all existed. Yeah. You don't know till you do it and you realize your passion is completely different. And this is kind of where you want to go. And I, it's great for some people that like to be in the background. I'm more of like, I want to be in the background. Right. So I'm like, this is great. I love doing this um, and making that difference. So, yeah, I think I think everybody should know about these different you can see aspects. your passion. Yes, uh, I know. You. That's what yeah. I've been saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like smiling ear to ear. Yeah. Definitely. I know. I de- and you know. I think when I met my husband, I first my first question to him, I think was, um, "So, what do you do for a living? Do you like what you do?" <laughs> I know. And I was like, "Do you like what you do?" That's really important to me. It right? is. Yes. yes. You want to be happy when you go home. You want to yeah. enjoy the. You don't want to come back from work being miserable. Exactly. You don't want to deal with that either. <laughs> I, I definitely don't want to deal with right. Yeah. So I feel like you know, find something you're passionate about, and if it's in healthcare, I always wanted to be in healthcare, but not in that physician role. I realized Correct. that wasn't for me, yeah. and I was so happy to find something like this. So I will always be like. Just try it. Take yeah. that internship and you will, you will change your uh, mind on what you want to do. <laughs> uh, so do you like work with the students, with the interns? Yes. Yeah, so okay. I do work with all of our scholars that do come okay. in. So they do have preceptors uh, within their departments and they're okay. of a leadership role. So they'll work with their preceptors and they do report back to me um, and uh, some uh, our scholarship committee. Uh, so uh, I'll work with them on their professional development on um, creating an, uh, you know their agendas for the uh, summer and making sure that, you know they're so more the administrative work um, but they do have preceptors um, and I do one-on-one check-ins with them to see how they're doing um, Kamali she's part of our training team she develops their professional development sessions and how that uh, that's gonna work so we'll have um, uh, well, this year we're changing it to where we have a full day of professional development workshops. So we'll bring in speakers from the hospital to talk about, um, write, about writing, uh, like professional writing or your resume or things of like that nature that's around professional development. Okay. So we'll have everybody from HR come in or from, um, 
yeah, different areas of the hospital come in and speak to our students about professionalism and giving them some tips and tricks and even talk about finances, right? Like sometimes we don't know, like when we get this large lump sum of money, what do we do with it? Making sure mm-hmm. we're being, fi- uh, you know, financially safe with our money and making sure we're having that right, um, putting that towards the right thing. So teaching them about finances as well, you know. I know I didn't learn anything about finances growing up. So <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So we'll have someone uh, come in and talk to them about managing their money, managing yeah. uh, the finance and how when they get this money during the summer. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, they're great learning tools you all provide for uh, for the students. So Definitely. That's, yeah, that's amazing. That's really good because, you know, like sometimes, uh, you know, kids don't know much, right? They, everything is uh, in theory. Mm-hmm. There's no practical. So I think yeah. in this way, they get benefits of both in that sense. Exactly, exactly. You know, just making sure that they're um, learning and uh, putting it to use, right? We just don't want to have this program for the summer and then like afterwards, it's done. now what? Well, it's done right now. It's gone. Yeah. It's out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. No, like we want to make sure we're giving you those tools and resources to take it into your other like a professional life or your student life and applying those things. So that application is really important afterwards. Yeah. So is there any particular student that would like kind of like, you know, comes to mind or, you know, that you have seen a change? Yeah, definitely. I do have a student in mind that I saw like a huge change. You know, she came in and um, we, uh, she was she was a, a biology major and she was put into something completely different. Um, uh, we obviously ask our students what their interests are yes. and they, we uh, try to put them in places that they want to be in. Um, and we put her in a completely different area. It was in managed care. And um, she was like, oh my goodness, I had no idea this existed. Um, it's, you know, health insurance, billing, those contracts and things like that. Um, so she was like, this is incredible. Like, wow, how how did I not know this existed? Eye opener. Eye opener, yeah. yeah. And she flourished in that department. Wow. Yeah. And she became close with everybody within her oh. team. Um, and it was a small team, you know, and she made great connections. You know, she's um she's really close to the VP of that department as well. So it was it was incredible to see her growth and her potential. And, you know, we hope that uh, we're able to bring some of these students back um mm-hmm. uh, in the upcoming summers that are still interested. So, yeah, I wow. definitely have a few students actually in mind that I'm like, wow, I've seen your growth. I've seen you um, just change your perspective on a lot of yeah. things. And your professionalism has changed from the day one you walked in to day, like, we whatever day is in a week 10. <laughs> <laughs> you literally see them grow and, yeah. and blossom into, yeah, that's that's wonderful. So, uh, Nazia, share with us some of the accomplishments <laughs> of ERG. <laughs> Oh, of our employers. Mm. Yeah. So our employers, wow, in the last two years, um, I just want to give a huge shout out to our employee resource group leaders, our okay. chairs and our vice chairs. Um, the, again, these are voluntary employee led groups, right? Yeah. So they put in an incredible amount of work outside of their day to day jobs to be, um, to make sure their ERGs are successful and they're making those initiatives and changes. So, um, incredible job. It's, I have the passion, but these employee resource group leaders, they have even more passion, you know, for their group. So um, it's really awesome to see. Um, I know our LGBTQ plus allies group, when they first started um, two years ago, they're um, during Pride Month in June, uh, they wanted to show like visibility of support for the LGBTQ plus community. And I know our um, one of our buildings did have um, the Pride colors rotate um, for the first time ever. So that wow. was a huge accomplishment wow. there. Again, that's 
you know, you see the employees' voices being heard and implemented, you know, and you think it's going to be this huge struggle and hurdle. But yeah, our leadership was listening. It was like, all right, let's see how we can get this done, right? Um, that was a huge accomplishment. Um, uh, when they first started, you know, there, there was a lot of um, Asian hate crimes that were happening yeah. with, you know, COVID and everything that was going on. And they really wanted to have a voice, something sent out, you know, about those re- recent uh, hate crimes that were happening. And our ERG chair was able to put his voice out there in a system-wide message yeah. about these, um, about what was happening and the climate that that was in. Um, and I thought that was a huge success. And um, it's not just leadership. You're hearing from employees that are there. Yeah. Um, so that was amazing. Um yeah, and Moms of Methodist, I talked about that parental yes. leave policy. That was great. Um, you know, like very strategic in what they're doing. Um I'm, trying, I'm like, oh my gosh, so much has happened. I was like, I don't want to forget anybody. I know. I was like, um uh let's see. Uh the backup care with moms of Methodist I know I mm-hmm. talked about. So those are some great accomplishments that I saw. Um I know Arab Heritage, I you know, with the recent tra- uh, devastating tragedies in like Turkey and Syria, you yes. know, our hearts went out to uh to them. Um, you know, they worked with me immediately. They're like, Hey, can we get like some system message sent out? And you know, before I even had to request, you know, our um, leadership was like, hey, we're already working on it. I was like, wow. oh, that is amazing, you know. So there was a message sent out, you know, about, you know, a prayer for, mm-hmm. you know, anyone that's affected. Because, you know, when we're here um, and we have family back in our home countries, you know, it's not everyday life for us. We're, there's employees that are stopping and praying for their families that have those things that are happening outside of yeah. work. Um, so really to recognize and, um, show the, our support for those, uh, for those, um, at the hospital and, you know, those that are affected. That just happened. Our community benefits team really, um, sent out a, a community, a system message about, you know, like how to support, um, yeah. the people that are affected. So that was wonderful, you know, um, and I think that was even outside of our request from our ERGs. I think that's a huge accomplishment when we don't even have to request. It's already happening, yeah. you know? So I just love to see that. I'm like, now it's like everybody's very proactive. It's like no more requesting. It's like, it's happening. It's happening. Yeah, it's happening. Don't even ask. Yeah, don't ask. We got this. Yeah, yeah it's, it's done. Yeah, it's like uh, done, uh, signed awesome. off. We're good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, before we wrap up, any yeah. advice to our, you know, to our students? Because summer is around the corner. So yeah. any advice for them? Um, my biggest advice is... Um, Let's see. Uh, take the chance. Take a chance. If yeah. you feel like, you know, this, do what you're passionate about. So mm. if you want to explore other areas, um, I'm not saying give up on whatever you're doing now, but explore other areas and all your skills are transferable. I feel like that's the biggest thing. You know, I've worked in very different areas of uh, healthcare, and I see that, you know, each skill is transferable. So yeah. um, whether you are a pre-med major um, and now you decide you want to go to finance, those skills can be transferable. If you're organized, detail-oriented, right, yeah. apply those in different areas. So really just use your skill sets to benefit whatever uh, you're doing. Yeah. Wow. Um, and great. I encourage you if you're interested in applying for our, unfortunately, our application are closed for this year, but I would encourage you to look at our website and learn more about those opportunities. Yeah. And I'm not surprised you're like closed already. Yeah, I know. Right? I know. I was like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> listening to this, uh, to this program this whole hour, I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah. So I'm not surprised at all. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but thank you so much, Nazia, for joining us this morning. It was such a pleasure talking to you and uh, listening to, you know, all the work that uh, Houston Methodist does and getting involved uh, with with uh, not only the employees, but even the patients and thinking about everyone, the whole entire community. So yeah, we really appreciate uh, each one of you all. So thank, thank you, you so for much. your time. Thank you all for having me. This is so awesome. And you all are so great. Oh. <laughs> Makes it so easy to talk to. <laughs> we'll have you back sometime. Of I'd love to. Yeah, it'd be wonderful. Thank, thank you, you, everyone, for tuning into Chai Time. We shall see you same next week, same time, same place. Signing off, this is Chai Time on 99.5 FM.